0: This UPMC Pinnacle podcast on COVID-19 recorded on March 24th, 2020. As the number of COVID-19 cases increase in Pennsylvania and across the nation, UPMC Pinnacle is prepared and taking steps to protect our communities. We also want to answer your common questions and talk about the new inpatient and outpatient visitation guidelines and what's behind it. So let's learn more with Dr. Christian Casido, President, Dauphin Region UPMC Pinnacle. This is Healthier You, a podcast from UPMC Pinnacle. I'm Bill Klaproth. Dr. Casido. new inpatient and outpatient visitation guidelines have been put in place to shift from limited to restricted for the safety of the patients and staff and to lower their likelihood of exposure to any illness, including COVID-19. Can you tell us more about these new visitation guidelines?
1: I think it's important that our community understand the visitation policy that we have put in place at UPMC, specifically UPMC Pinnacle. We are restricting all visitors to uh, patients in the adult units to none. The visitation to uh, labor and delivery, we have um, two support individuals and anyone in pediatrics and NICU will also have two support individuals. Please know that you will be screened when you're coming into our building be asked a a set of questions to ensure that you're not at high risk of spreading COVID or any other respiratory illnesses in our hospital. But it is very, very important that our community knows that there is a very good reason for this. Uh, We want to make sure that our community stays safe, that our patients and the loved ones that they have in our hospitals remain safe. We're taking extraordinary measures in order to protect those individuals and our staff. That we want to ensure that they continue to work and provide the high quality services that we have been for years. So I, I implore the public to please heed to these, this policy and these, this uh, request for our hospitals to, to limit those and, and restrict the total visitation uh, so that we can get a hold of this virus and continue to provide good work.
0: And that is the goal. So Dr. Casita, why do people of all ages need to do their part to prevent contracting COVID-19?
1: Again, another very, very good question, and thank you for bringing that up. If you have heard everything in the news, the folks at most risk are those that are immune compromised or have some sort of comorbid um, ailment like diabetes or cancer. Uh, respiratory, chronic respiratory issues, uh, and the elderly. So we're trying to decrease the spread of that uh, so that these vulnerable populations uh, are not exposed to this virus that would then turn their uh, chronic ailments into something much more serious. The reason why I find your question so interesting is because if it's just the elderly that are most susceptible, why are young people I'm asked to refrain and, and from visitation and social distancing. Well, we can become the vectors, right? My children can become the vectors. They could probably have the the, um, the virus and be carrying it and be asymptomatic like they found in other countries, but yet they could be spreading it to other people that could be susceptible. Social distancing is a huge endeavor. It is a quite a big ask for our community and our country because we are such a social culture and environment, right? Um, So I know that this is a big ask, but it is so important that we all participate in this restriction because it's going to help mitigate the spread of the
0: virus. And that's what we're all trying to do, flatten that curve. But while we're in the midst of the COVID-19 crisis, emergencies are still happening and UPMC Pinnacle is still caring for patients in an emergency and the EMS and emergency department staff are prepared to care for patients and protect them from getting sick while in the care of UPMC Pinnacle. Can you share some of those precautions? And if someone is experiencing an emergency, chest pain, trouble breathing, loss of consciousness, the emergency department is open and ready for them. Is that correct?
1: Absolutely. You know, in the midst of this pandemic, life is still going on, right? We're still having people with heart attacks, with strokes, with other acute care uh, type of injuries that are occurring in our everyday lives. We are open for business. We will provide the high-quality care that we have been providing for years, and we'll continue to do so to our community even in the midst of this pandemic. There are additional steps that we are taking, screening questions, masking individuals, identifying somebody who would be at high risk for having the disease so that it is not spread to others, and protecting our staff so that they do not contract this and continue to do the work. Again, I implore you that in the community that should you have some sort of other ailment, just because this pandemic is going on does not mean that we are not able to provide those services Like I said, we're taking additional measures to protect the patient and the staff and still provide the care that they would need in light of another acute ailment that would present themselves in their life.
0: Really good message and important for people to know that, that as you said, we are still open for business. So telehealth has become an important tool during the COVID-19 crisis. What are video visits, how do they work, and what kind of care can someone receive via a video visit? Telehealth
1: and and telemedicine have been uh, a part of the way we provide care uh, for many, many years. There have been many, many barriers to implementing it in a more robust way to provide an alternative venue to accessing care. This pandemic has provided an environment where we can actually connect patients directly with physicians and other providers to provide the appropriate recommendation and evaluation so that the next step of care is decided upon. Video visits are literally an audiovisual visit that you can do from your computer, tablet, or phone by connecting to one of our providers who will do an evaluation, screening questions, and even a a visual evaluation of how you look like so they can decide on what the next step in your evaluation is. This will be a very good way in order to connect with a healthcare professional that will help you decide if you meet the screening criteria for testing and then send you to the appropriate place to have that collection done without actually having to go to a hospital or an emergency department or a lab uh, to get that uh, sample collected.
0: This is really interesting. So if someone wanted to use telehealth, how do they connect or even know it's available?
1: If you're a UPMC Pinnacle patient, Clinical Health Portal uh, is a way to connect with those video visits. If you don't have that in your devices or if you don't have the ability to do that, connecting with your PCP will direct you to our nurse triage and they'll be able to walk you through how to download that and then actually schedule a visit for you and do a test run so that then you can actually engage with that provider at the time that the video visit has been scheduled.
0: So primary care provider, right, PCP? Correct. And then through that visit, the doctor can see you, you can talk over the symptoms, and a decision can be made then, especially if we're talking about COVID-19, whether or not that person should try to get a test or just wait it out at home. Is that correct?
1: That 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 is correct. And if need be, if the need for a test is warranted, They can actually electronically do that via our electronic medical record, and then that prescription would be sent to the collection site where then that patient would be directed to.
0: Wow, really interesting. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. So a couple of other questions that people may have, especially pregnant women who are worried about giving birth during this COVID-19 crisis. So if a woman is late in her pregnancy and is very unsettled, what can you tell her to reassure her?
1: So again, another great question. And these are these are subpopulations of the healthcare continuum, right? That uh, would be uh, at risk for being exposed to this. Here's what I would say to a, a woman that's late in her pregnancy. Treat this as if it was the flu, right? If somebody is ill in your home or somebody you would normally come in contact is ill and you were pregnant, you would keep your distance, right? Social distancing is a good thing making sure that you're continuing to do all the things that have been recommended by your OBGYN, you continue to do. We don't want people to panic. This is not going to, if you're not being affected by this, this does not mean that now you're gonna go into preterm labor. What we want people to do is follow the recommended path. If there is an exposure, speak with the OBGYN. We will come up with a plan for testing or self-monitoring and how we would go about making sure that the mom and the baby continue to have safe care throughout the rest of their pregnancy.
0: Well, that makes sense. So another question that we're getting, I just recently began treatment for cancer. The current situation has worried me. What can you tell me about continuing treatment and taking care of myself during this time?
1: So again, another great question. And, And like I alluded to earlier, You know, this is part of the subpopulation that is really at risk, right? The immune compromise. Somebody who has cancer and is undergoing treatment is getting a therapy that will alter their immune system, making them more susceptible to other ailments or viruses. So what we want to do is make sure that that person is protecting themselves from those who may have been exposed to the virus and those who have definitely fallen to the criteria of have been exposed or had the disease. We want to make sure that there's social distancing. We want to make sure that there is um, continuous contact with your medical oncologist so that should there be any changes in the protocol of their treatment or any potential exposure that they're talking through that with their oncologist so that we can come up with a plan. Should there be any time where that person has an ailment that's similar to what is being described as COVID, immediate conversation with the oncologist so we could come up with a plan of how to treat this and continue their their cancer care.
0: And last question, Dr. Casito, and thank you, is on stress. We're all stressed out during this crisis. We're all feeling very anxious. So another question is, How can we manage stress during this difficult time? And are there any community resources available to me?
1: These are unprecedented times, right? We are being asked to stay at home. We're being asked not to socialize. We're being asked to disrupt our lives in a way like we have never done before. It can lead to a great deal of stress. and It can lead to a great deal of that, that separation that we're feeling from the ones that we love and the lack of socialization that we would normally do you know, eating well, sleeping well, getting some regular exercise um, while maintaining social distancing are great things to, to keep you focused, keep that stress level down. Limiting with children, limiting screen time is also important. You know, alternate interactions like we used to do in the old days when we didn't have tablets and computers and TVs in every room. And that social interaction with your family and your children, I think it's also very important to to keep that stress level down. The other thing is there are applications that are available, things like Headspace that um, provide some guided digital meditation, if you would, that will help keep some of that stress down. And finally, you know, like I said, we're still open for business. We have psychological associates. We have telepsychiatric or telecounseling services if you're a UPMC Health Plan um, member. That can provide those via uh, telehealth. These are some of the resources that are available, and and we should be utilizing them as we, you know, go through the development and evolution of this disease in our country.
0: Right. So, really good tips. So, fighting stress, eating well, sleeping well, exercising. Limiting screen time, which I think is really important. And then look for guided meditation apps such as Headspace. And then remember, UPMC Pinnacle is open for business. And you even mentioned that there is mental health, telehealth available. Do I have that right, Dr. Casino?
1: Absolutely, absolutely.
0: Well, Dr. Casino, thank you so much for your time. This has been very informative. And thank you for reassuring us in these difficult times.
1: Great. Thank you for the time. I appreciate the opportunity. Wash your hands, don't touch your face, social distancing we will we'll beat this.
0: And that we will. That's Dr. Christian Casito. For more information about COVID-19, please visit upmcpinnacle.com slash COVID-19. And if you found this podcast helpful, please share it on your social channels and check out the full podcast library for topics of interest to you. This is Healthier You, a podcast from UPMC Pinnacle. I'm Bill Klaproth.